Welcome to Fandomonious, a pop culture podcast. Welcome to Fandomonious, where we gather to discuss pop culture. I'm Adam. Hey, man, I'm Ian. <laughs> Let's see. We got, we've got Josh. We've got Alex. We've got Jasmine. Look at us starting out strong. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Hey, y'all. Uh, we had our uh, GameStop Walmart run this evening. Our, our weekly, I feel like at this point, we, we really do be going. We went to two GameStops tonight. Mm-hmm. For we actually, And the funny thing is, is, we actually each had a reason to go, but we each had to go to an individual one. Yeah, I had a game. I had The Quarry uh, pre-ordered at Troy's GameStop, and he wanted to pre-order um, Modern Warfare 2. 2. Yep, which looks fantastic. Does excited. it does? I like to talk about some video games tonight. I think it'd be a good a good time. And then we oh, had to. Nicole uh, wants to know if you have a baby yet. Um, you know what, Nicole? No, I have not had the baby yet. She is due on the twenty second, so about ten more days coming up. 10, 10, 11 more days. So we're getting there. I heard about. I can't that even game. say she's due cool. on. I can't even say she's due. Like she's literally going to be born on that day. But yeah, C section cutting yeah. out. Yep, I can yeah. actually say I get to see my wife's Cut. guts literally again. Yeah. Now, however, Joey did it. So I know a lot of people can't say that, but I can actually say I have literally seen a doctor literally hold my wife's guts in her hand. Yeah. And then I I had to look over the curtain. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got to say, no, no, here, I, let me, you you given me that, like, let, hear me out here. So when I found out Kim was going to get a C-section with Oliver, mm-hmm. I've battled myself with that thought for so long. Like, should I look? Should I look? Can I look? And then it was, do I have it in me to look? Like, I don't want to be like, oh, I've seen all these horror flicks. I've seen it. But it's like one of those things where it's like, A, it's your wife. Mm. And B, it's like, that's as real as it gets. You're like, how will I react in the moment? And it was in that I had that. I had the the moment. Time finally got there. And I, I I was there. And I was like, I'm doing it. And I just literally went. It's like, oh, okay. So that's what literally the inside of human guts looks like. So that's yeah. pretty neat. Do movies do it justice? The movie actually does. does All right. Do, yeah. So All I right. totally plan on doing it again. At this point, I'm going to start taking pictures. I'm going to send them to you on Snapchat. So the way the cameras are set up, it looks like you aren't talking to each other. I think it oh, yours, we're, we're yours lo- looks like you're looking at the monitor. <laughs> Even well, though right now, but when I'm looking at you, we're both looking off screen. Well, it's funny because we can switch I, that. Well, I find it to where I Watch this. I always look off screen because I'm constantly looking at you. Right. So, like, if I wanted to look, I literally have to like turn, like, camera staring at Adam. Camera Whoops. staring at Adam. Can I do this live? Just stream the birth on live. Um, you know what? Uh, no, no, I'm gonna. I've got a hard pass on that one, Josh, but I do appreciate the effort or the question. Look at us go. Plus, I don't, I don't know, man. That's a. She's. I think it's like seven. I think her appointment's like seven fifteen in the morning. So I mean, that's a little early on a Wednesday 
keep in mind this is on a wednesday at 7 15 in the morning so on a wednesday identity theft is not a joke alex is that Alex? Is it the same model? I don't know. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't really actually see what it is. I was just taking a shot in the dark. Was I right, Adam? Uh, Who was I it that said, so. keep the names wrong? Keep the names wrong? Uh, leave the names wrong. Yeah, that's Alex. Yes, okay. I don't have my glasses on, so I was really actually afraid there for a second that I got the name wrong, because I can't read it from here. It all looks like just kind of blotches. But identity oh theft is God. not a joke. What are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing, oh, you're step? still you're still switching all of our stuff around. Yeah. What are you doing, step producer? <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't really feel like it did. Oh, on the screen. Got it. Okay. How's that, Alex? That's okay. So, birth on a Wednesday is new release day for comic books. So, new releases. Release day from Womb. I think you need to use that in the next AEC Presents uh, episode. Yeah, but at the same time, new releases for movies are also on a Tuesday, and new music is Friday. Yeah, but for Alex, they do comics. I mean, so. for him, yeah, that's that makes sense for him. <clears throat> uh, so let's see. Jazz had a C-section. Uh, Nicole and Josh both think you should definitely look as... Oh, I'm going to absolutely, I'm gonna said, absolutely said, look. look. I've already done it once. I have to do it again. Um, okay, and then Josh, you said something about... Blah, 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 blah. Oh, can we live stream the C-section? That's funny. Um, you heard about the game. Which game did you hear about? The Quarry or the... I think he's talking about the Quarry. The everybody's, heard, everybody's heard about Modern Warfare 2. Take a selfie with her guts. Um, don't tempt me with a good time. I might, I would, I would definitely yeah. consider it. Uh, the quarry is, you worded it best. It's not a sequel. It's a spirit. It's like a spiritual, it's like successor. Yes. Spiritual successor. But like not necessarily a successor. To success, Until Dawn, success, which I highly recommend. It's Until a, Dawn's a lot of fun. It is a butterfly effect movie. So every decision you make changes the path that the game goes. And, uh, it's got Rami Malek and a bunch of other good actors and actresses. And they, this one, they got Lynn Shay, David mm-hmm. Arquette. And you can see it. Like the uh, graphics are well done. Like motion capturing what, that. Can't remember what the guy's name Mo-cap. is. Uh, they got the guy who played. I think his name's Tim and Detective Pikachu. Like the main guy in Detective Pikachu. Oh, I can't remember. It's. I think his name's like Justice uh, something. But he's also and okay. he's also one of the people in the quarry. Uh, didn't they do another one that took place on a boat? Also, I don't know. If there's another one, I'll have to get it because I love the concept of it and uh, the gameplay is a lot of fun. And you can play, like, you end up playing different characters throughout the game. Like, you, it switches you to who you're playing as so that you're interacting with the whole group. It's not just Plus one I, person. I like the multiple endings, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, so what did, what did Nicole say? I had my son on Wednesday. It all worked out. Why is it so warm? You know here? what, Nicole? Oliver was actually born on a Wednesday, too. They're going to be, like, born at, like, the exact same time on the exact same day of the week, just different days of the month. That'd be fun. I'm about to leave Nicole on red. Yeah, Nicole. Just I heard like you're you in left trouble. me on red yesterday, Nicole. Nicole's I sent in you trouble. a message yesterday and you left me on red. So next message Nicole says, I'm just gonna not acknowledge it, and that's me leaving it on red. <laughs> um let's see. There's yeah. a, there's been quite a bit since we we didn't record last week. No, so we have we a lot to talk about, honestly. Uh we we had a um 
Uh, we had a camping trip last weekend. We did. We had guys weekend, so we that's did. why we didn't record. It so was, it was great. You didn't miss great us. Time. We dissed you all. <laughs> I guess that's one way. Surprise! Of it. We dissed you. <laughs> um, no, that was fun. It was you, uh, both your brothers. Uh, we had Will. Um, yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, and uh, it's actually the reason we do it because it's my my younger. Um, my younger brother's birthday weekend. His birthday was on Saturday, yes, Josh, so that's why we do. That's why we do that. I'm drinking. Uh, oh, at 11 p.m. Yeah. yeah, I'm drinking a monster at 11 p.m. That's why uh, I have my Gatorade. I, I haven't had a monster in like two weeks because I've been having like anxiety. So I've been taking my medication again. I've been off of it for a while, and apparently needed to get back on for a little bit, get balanced, and then uh, get off of it. But yeah, I haven't had one in like two weeks, and I was like, I just realized how big your monster was. I thought it was one of like yeah, normal yeah. little can ones that you usually drink. I didn't realize it was like. The big chug. That's like the big gulp of monsters. Yeah, it is. Look how big my monster is. My favorite thing we about We do not buying, get paid or sponsorship by monster, by the way. No. My favorite thing about buying a monster from like Walmart is to go through not self-checkout and you go up to an actual cashier and if you put it up on the register, they always ask if you want your drink left out. But when you get a monster, it's hilarious because they almost always go, would you like your monster left out? And I always go, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Leave my, <laughs> leave my monster out. Uh, Don't put my monster in its sack. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Last week, I had school, lots of activities. Bump, 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 bump. She's going to respond now. Is that I, why my, I think my Apple Watch ding. Is that Red what that Bull was? Daily. It's fine. I know. I see you posting no, about your Rebel. It actually was. Oh, oh there it is. I must say that that was just ESPN telling me about the NBA Finals. So we have uh, home, home aware you make it. True that. (laughs) Home aware you make it. Home aware you make it. (laughs) That's cool, man. That's cool. Home aware you make it. Kista ya ha. Kista mi ha. Kista mi ha. Home aware you make it. (laughs) There's a Big Mac. One o three. Whoop ha. Whoop ha. Thank you for that, Jason. Thank you. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> My other brother, Jason, is in here now. Everybody say hi to Jason. Jason. Um, I need to stop giving my relatives my our Twitch stuff. Yeah. We need to uh, <laughs> discuss the Obi-Wan series, Stranger Things. Oh, I'm, I've, we've got a lot to talk about Stranger Things. Miss Marvel. You watched Fresh yet? I'm a broken record. Did we watch Fresh? Is that the one with Sebastian Stan in it? That was like oh, Hulu. No. Was that that? No, is that wa- the one? Yeah, I want to see that. No, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it. I've been too busy watching Stranger Things. Okay, well, Josh, I think we can discuss Miss Marvel without spoilers, right? That that should be pretty easy. Yeah, not a lot happens in that that you haven't seen in the trailer. I'll give I you think, that. Much. I think rather than talking about what actually happened in the episode, so we like I, about it. I can just talk about how I felt about the episode. Yeah, like, yeah, we'll do that. We won't spoil Miss Marvel. Uh, watch it right now. You want us to stop the podcast right now to watch Fresh? Right now? Oh, I'm watching it this week. Okay. You know... Um, and no. no to everybody, we don't have the new computer set up. Oh, I do. It's in the other room. It is set up. It's working. I don't have all my files transferred over. I have Reaper and OBS Studio and that stuff downloaded. Um, I still need to get Streamlabs because I couldn't do that on this computer, but I can do it on that one. So maybe, Josh, if you have a free time this weekend, you want to swing over? Or I can get a hold of... Uh, yeah, I know. we got to do that mount. Um, I need to rearrange this room before I put that mount up anyway, so I'm not in a Where huge are you going to put rush. it? 
Uh, I'm going to, it's like a desk clamp, and then I'm going to take this TV and turn it sideways and use it as a chat screen. I yeah, because we, we've been talking about, I mean, since I feel like it's safe to say at this point, this podcast is pretty much just you and I at this point. For right now, it is, yeah. Um, so we've been talking about remodeling this room for quite a while, and I'm I actually, I look forward to that kind of stuff. So like anytime you're talking just, about like home renovations or like all that, I'm I'm down. Like you just, you tell me what you want to do, and I'm just like shaping things. Maybe that's just all it is. I want to. I think I'm going to do more of a video layout. This was a audio that turned into video, and I think I want to do something where it's just us at it, like, you know, some comfy chairs with a little end table, some boom mics instead of these. Like, it's, it's going to take a bit to get to where I want to be, but we'll get there. Because um, I got to. I'll have to sell off some of this equipment to be able to afford the nicer stuff. But if I'm literally like sending Nicole a message, like while she's as, in the chat as she's us. in the chat. <laughs> um, so what? What are you? Uh, do you have a preference on what you want to talk about first? And well, do you listeners have we a can, preference? We can, if anything, we could talk about Miss Marvel first, just because I feel That's like it's, it's the one episode we can get it kind of uh, quick thoughts yeah. type thing. Yep. So you can go ahead. I'm going to n- respond to Nicole again real quick. So while, my while first, the first thing I said to Ian about, like about the episode, about what it felt like, what it looked like. As I said, it's like a live action into the Spider Verse. Yeah, with like the not like a the art style, I guess. Yeah, not like an absolute parallel, but if I was going to describe it loosely to somebody, a live action comic book. Yeah, they did a really good job of focusing a lot on graffiti, pop art, a lot of like comics come to life. If you've ever seen American Ultra, there's a lot of like showing the stuff he was drawing coming to life and moving around on the page. There's a lot of that where her art that she sketches, she's always or uh, what's another one that it kind of reminded me of was that uh, Mitty. It also kind of like, I mean, in terms of like some of like the the artistic choices, it kind of in some places kind of reminded me of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was that was like the first one that popped into my mind, aside from like a live action, like Spider-Verse, like yeah. you said. It's a lot. It's very fast paced, screen changing. It's good for somebody in this generation. That's for sure. Like if. For our attention span, like it's it, it moves visually quite a bit, so it was a lot of fun to watch. I really enjoyed watching it, um, and I'm not I'm not focusing on that wording made it sound like that was the only good thing about it. I really did like the episode. Uh, there was you know obviously there's internet complaints about stupid stuff, but um, you guys need to watch Peaky Blind. I love Peaky Blinders. Uh, that is one of my favorite shows, by the way. Uh, I am. Yeah, season five is not, or season five, whatever the newest it, season isn't is, isn't out yet. Yeah, six. I thought it just, I thought it just came out. It might have just came out. Maybe today. Because it was, it wasn't. Too, I thought I maybe. saw an advertisement today. But it wasn't too long ago. I was looking, and it wasn't out just yet. Um, so I need to watch the new season. But, um, so it's going to deal with introducing her as a person. You get to know her a little bit. What she's about. What are some of her struggles? Like it's kind of just a quick. You know, introduction. So that's the first episode, and I, I don't know, I really liked it. And uh, I liked the, um, and I know I told you a little bit ago about this. I like the, um, the tone. Yeah. Because um, I know everybody always talks about the theme of each phase, mm-hmm. you know, and whatnot. And this, this theme, I, the theme for phase four, and when I say phase four, I mean like post, like I'm going with Endgame. Mm-hmm. I know they say No Way Home is technically the closer right. of, but no. 
So I would say post to Endgame, the phase has very much been... Oh, wait, Far From Home was closer, wasn't it? No Way Home. Or, yeah, Far From Home, sorry. Yeah. They're, they're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, Grief has very much been, like, yeah. dealing with grief and... It got heavy. Every, it, it's been very much the phase since WandaVision. I mean, WandaVision obviously kicked that off with everything and even circling back around to that in Multiverse of Madness with Wanda's grief. Right. Um, it's um, It's been a very heavy uh, um, subject matter for the most part in terms of like uh, each character, you know, kind of like dealing and uh, with their own grief and, you know, bringing themselves up from it. So... I think even up through, like I said, Multiverse of Madness uh, with Wanda, this Miss Marvel was very much a good change of pace. Yeah, because it made it actually. I was watching it and I was I was laughing. I was mm-hmm. actually genuinely. It was very uh, w- good feeling. Yeah, like you, you, there was good jokes. The chemistry with the characters is very well done. Yep. Um, the. Um, the artistic choices are very unique and very good. Even like the cinematography and like the camera angles. Yeah. There's one scene where I thought was really neat that they did with the camera trick where she like falls over the couch like backwards mm-hmm. and like the camera goes with her. Yeah, that's not a spoiler or anything. All but the it's way with it's her. a and it's a really cool yeah. looking camera trick that Well, they had one that was very obvious. I mean, it's probably a simple thing to like a cinematographer, but there it's very obviously one camera shot of two people facing each other talking. And then what it does is it splits down the center and the camera for both of them, uh, it moves in between the two of them to face each one. So the screen splits and you see the camera rotate and cinematography wise, like I don't know how they do that to not see the other camera. I don't know. If you, you see the, the shot, it's a really cool shot because well, of how they pulled it off. And like I said, like there's there's aspects of it where like, I know you, you brought it up, but like it's very um, into the Spider-Verse, you know, like yeah. in terms of like art style, like the scene where she's going over, there's a scene where she's going over like a, a plan. I'm not going to say what because Don't everybody know. over here, but like as she's like talking, like she's explaining the plan, mm-hmm. it's on the TV screen playing it out but yeah. it's playing it out in like a comic book, yeah, almost, and like an art, and like even how they open the episode with like the, like the the uh, coloring and like the paper, mm-hmm. like the figures and like all that. How they open that up, like it's just like they they kind of just had fun with stuff like that, and I mm-hmm. like that whole scene where she's going over her plan and everything, and like it's it's playing out like a like a high school made comic book, yeah. So, like, it's very cool how they, I think it was really cool how they did that. And I just found myself just being very much, like, invested in mm-hmm. it. And, you know, I know the MCU is kind of that way with everything. But, like, this was a very, it was a very fun and good change of pace from the, the very um, emotional phase four that we've had up to this point. Absolutely. Are you boiling in that sweater? Or are you comfortable? I am comfy, bro. I'm going to turn the air on in here. Because I closed I mean, up all the windows, I'm like sweating. It's not really all. I mean, it's not really all that thick of a, of a sweatshirt. Entertain our guests. I need like two seconds. Is it? This is this is like those TikToks that you see where like they put their phone up and they go, "Hey, internet, watch my so and so while I go," and then it's just like them just like awkwardly sitting here. Uh, it's like 
so much cooler than the rest of the house because the windows are open earlier. Did you kick the air conditioner on? In here? I did. Cause well, I then closed good, the windows. So that well, then a good thing I do have my hoodie on. In case or it else rains, I would get chilly. I closed all the windows in case it rains because I'm not out there. I wouldn't know. So well, while you were while you were doing that, yeah. I, I said something. Have you ever seen those TikToks? I know I've seen a lot of them more lately where they they'll just like put the phone up to you and say, "Hey TikTok or Hey Internet." watch so-and-so for me until I get back, and then it's just you just staring, like, dumbfoundedly at the camera and just being like, what is happening right now? <laughs> That's kind of what happened in, like, the 12 to 13 seconds that you were gone. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And that's what you missed on Glee. Glee. I do love that show. It's my guilty pleasure Glee. show. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about Miss Marvel, or does anyone in the chat have any questions about Miss Marvel? Is there anything you'd like to know? Spoiler free, if you'd like. Uh, like like I said, it's, it's mostly about the f- the tone, the feel, the art style. Uh, musically, it's a lot of fun. Like it's it's a very uh, poppy, fun episode for the first one. So, highly recommend getting into it. All right, Nicole, you redeemed yourself. <laughs> we're fr- we're friends again. Um, what else? Uh, we can talk about. Uh, I feel like Stranger Things is the biggest spoiler thing, so I feel like Obi Wan should be safe. Uh, so much to say about Stranger Things. So much to say about Stranger N- Things. Nicole's rewatching Glee on Disney. See, I know that's they put it on Disney. They put it on Disney Plus, and I restarted it. And never watch Glee. It's like the, I think this would be like the fifth watch through. That's such. That's like a guilty pleasure show of mine. I don't know why I like that show so much, but for you some like reason, it. it's it's good. It's the music. I really like the covers. Me and Kim. Well, what, that's that like was me the and Kim. Thing they did is it's uh. Well, that's like me and Kim's like winter songs, show. Know. Like we always right. watch it in the winter time when like we're hermits. Mm-hmm. So like Glee will be like our go to and. I watch it because I love all the music and like the covers and stuff, and she watches it for like you know the drama aspect. Well, you don't want to watch so. like super like depressive stuff in the winter because it's already bad. So you want no, I deal with that every day, anyways. And... <laughs> Dude, today at work for some reason we, me and my Fuck coworker, uh, decided we wanted to watch Christmas Vacation. So I watched Christmas Vacation today. Sometimes you gotta watch Christmas Vacation in June. In June, like you know, sometimes you do have to. Uh, and Mr. Shu got in trouble for being creepy in real life. Oh, no. Uh, I actually saw, I think he was fired from, like, So You Think You Can Dance, or are you, immediately. A, okay. are you an Amazing Dancer, or whatever one of those shows is Nicole called. does not want us to do this podcast. She wants me to stop so we can watch uh, Fresh and Glee. No, Glee. Glee's going to take you a little bit longer. It's six seasons, and each season has, like, 22 episodes, and they're all an hour long. Christmas Vacation is a great movie. It's not my number one, but it is great. Um, I guess in terms of Christmas movies, it's not my number one. Gremlins is my number one Christmas movie. But Christmas Vacation is definitely top three. I want to move the mic. Oh, now she's saying we got to do the podcast first. If you say so, (laughs) I guess we can do that. Um, So there's a television series on right now called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. Kenobi! Uh, Alex, I learned some stuff listening to your guys' podcast. So, again, if anyone is into comic books, like, legit into them, uh, I don't read them nearly as much as I should or would like to, but I still enjoy listening to Alter Ego Comics Presents. Uh, Alter Ego Comics is a store in Lima, Ohio, and I'm going to drop my microphone on myself. Uh, 
AEC is what he's been kind of calling it lately, but their podcast is extraordinarily informative about comic books, the storylines, the histories. Like, so you get a lot of backstory, and they keep you up to date on what's currently happening as well, like what's releasing. So I love their podcast. It's extremely informative, and I think it's kind of important for today where you're seeing a lot of shows and movies coming out that are based on these properties, but not all of us um, have all the backstory, and they explain that to you in really well, like really good detail. But they had said something about, um, and we only fight a little. Yeah, but it's it's friendly banter, and it's enjoyable. Um, Who's you, fighting? Alex. Oh, okay. Alex, you would win. You're like, you're a big guy and in a strong way. So, yeah. And you got the badass beard. And if that's a reflection on your sandcastle that you built in a Minecraft realm, then you know what? I wouldn't fuck with you either. That's right. Um, I went I went into that castle the other way by a chance just for the first time because I have never actually gone in it. Mm-hmm. And I got lost. Inside of it? Yeah, inside of it. Yeah. Like, I lost one of the staircases, like, to go down, it's and I was just like, oh, man, oh, this shit. can't be happening right now. Um, I felt a little embarrassed. <laughs> a little bit. You guys uh, recently were talking about, and I tried to explain this to somebody, and I can't remember who, but I don't think it was you, Ian, but... You know, uh, it's kind of hilarious, because mm-hmm. of how dark my hair and my beard is, you can't even tell that I'm wearing my headphones. <laughs> oh, it just blends in. <laughs> Having gone back to the castle in a while. I know I haven't. Uh, we haven't been on at the same time forever. I, don't know. I thought you were about to say we haven't been on in a while. I'm like, speak for yourself. I was just on like four hours ago. <laughs> I got back on not too long ago and played for a while. Um, I put some work into Minecraft these last couple weeks. Me and Drew both have. I know Drew's really been on there a lot. Drew should be on here. He's not. Just message Drew. Let's get your butt on here. Um, you're really gonna make me yell at my nephew at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. But uh, Alex, you guys were talking about uh, the feel of Obi Wan. And I think we did talk about that a little bit. Like he, <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna work. Et <laughs> he, uh, Ow. he seems like they're focusing on him having kind of a PTSD, and I like the concept. I really do. But you said like when you're talking about what is canon, like the storylines that are in the comics and other uh, literature made it seem like he was still very much in tune with the Force yet, and still like kind of doing some badassery while laying low right now. And this is making it seem like he's like really wanting to just be done with being a Jedi and just like well, can't live that life. And I think the way I said it's not lining up. I think the way that I've approached this show so far is um, I like I like that this show is nothing what anybody thought it was going to be, and I think that's the yeah, best. That's fun. I think it's the best quality because everybody wants. Um, somebody actually somebody explained it on TikTok today, and it was like the best way that I've heard it explained so far. Mm-hmm. And people, he, he was saying that people really wanted this show to be bullet points. Yeah. they It's like they don't want a story. They wanted bullet points. In terms of Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan interacting and having like those, those moments. They didn't want a story arc. They wanted those moments. Right. And I love that the show isn't giving us that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people online are like pissed about it, but it's like, but that just shows you guys don't care about narrative, right? They just want like the, and that's kind of like why I have a problem with uh, like the MCU where it's at now is everything's so reliant on cameos, Easter eggs, you know, the <gasps> ooh moments, yeah, and like 
Star Wars, as much as like they are definitely Disney, mm-hmm. they don't take that approach. They never have. Right. And I like that even though that that's kind of like the market that we're in right now, especially with like the MCU and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I love that Star Wars still sticks to its format of telling a story. Mm-hmm. Cause that's always been what Star Wars is. It's Star Wars is poetry. Yeah. I mean, it's... Like George Lucas has said that from the get go. Like, you know, it's all, it's all a poem in a sense. And I love that the story so far has been nothing that people were expecting. Uh, especially with the uh, bringing in uh, Leia and, um, you know, all that. So I think that there is a, um, kind of like that. I'm kind of torn in a sense of they kind of marketed it to where it was going to be like that mm. and then just didn't. Right. But it is what it is. and I But I like that it's not what this show was what I anticipated it to be because then every week I now don't know what to expect. Yeah. I mean, we talked about like the inquisitor. Um, I don't, I, I, I'll try to be spoiler free yet. Cause it's still newish. Um, yeah. So we're, well, we're four, four out of the six episodes. There's stuff in. that happens with the inquisitor and the grand inquisitor. It doesn't make sense based Cano- on canonically canonically. So we're interested in to see what that means. Like, where does that go? Um, yeah, uh, Dylan, you said my only complaint is the hand-waving of getting out of situations. Um, I don't know, I don't feel like he does that enough in this. Like, he doesn't use the Force. And he's very choppy with it. Yeah. Like, if you've noticed in some, like... But uh, I might have overlooked that. My biggest thing uh, is just the, the unnecessary parkour like choreography in like the yeah, first episode or two they, they needed not to do that I but mean, they have toned down on that a lot cool, and even like Reva, reva's character i'm still just like i know i'm supposed to hate her because right. obviously that's what makes a good villain and mm-hmm. like these kind of things you're supposed to you're supposed to hate them but i just genuinely don't like the character i think the character is written a little too over the top yeah. Like, and I know I've probably, I've said this is the last time we talked about this, but I think the actress is doing a phenomenal job. I, I like the actress. I like what she's doing. I just think the writing needs to just kind of, just be kind of cool toned down. down. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of relax. Not one, well, maybe relax isn't the right word, but kind of just brought back down to level. Right. With where everybody else is. Like, she can still convey. Um, the points that she's trying to mm-hmm. like, not only to like to Vader, but to the other Inquisitors and even to herself, without being so over the top about it, I guess. But yeah. that's just how the character's written. That's not on the <clears throat> actress. That's on the writing. Yeah, I agree. But in terms of the actual show, the, the the little girl who plays Leia is fucking killing it. She is doing so good, and I I really like it. And I th- I really she does like a her. Good job of being like a little Leia, like she's a little bit of sass, but and stubborn. <clears throat> yeah, but like yeah, but like. Yeah, uh, I, see, Alex said it. that his issue was that uh, we were under the impression that Obi Wan was lying low while Luke was growing up, and this is very much not lying low. And I agree with that. Like from where we leave Obi Wan in the movies to where we pick up with him in the movies, it's well, kind of like a hermit, and that's well, just been like keeping an eye on him from the the shadows. And this is he's well, you got to look at it again. The way I the way I've been looking at it lately is. This 
the start of this series takes place ten years after Return or uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. So it's been ten years since all that went down, and then I would say roughly between like let's say this season takes place the course over of like let's say let's say real time let's say like a month or like six Mm -hmm. weeks or whatever i I mean there's that other like what would appear to be maybe i don't know how i can't remember exactly how old luke is in a new hope but i would say he's probably like 19 20 years old let's say because they were talking about going off to the academy and everything so I and you know Peru or Aunt Peru was like you know all of his friends have gone they've all joined the academy but he's still behind so I would look at it as like maybe he's like a year behind so I would say in my head I would say he's nineteen twenty years old so if you know at that point in time this is only a Luke figuratively like figuratively right now is ten years old so well, where did, didn't Leia say how old she was nine or ten something maybe like nine that. I don't know so, yeah around there so if it is if it is him laying low. You know, this could just be one speck in that 18 to 19 year span. Yeah, it's not saying this is how he was the whole so, time. So he definitely can still, like, I agree with you in a sense of it's definitely not laying low for this event. But so, but after this is over, on, he can go back. And he yeah, and to and even start the show, he that, didn't even want to leave Tatooine. He wanted to right. stay there and overlook Luke and everything. So. But it plays off what you said earlier, that it's not what you expected. Mm-hmm. Like, we expected like him to be trying to lay low. Which he is, but we're seeing that not being the case. We're seeing him being forced out of that that hermit um, life. I don't know what you're saying, Jason. Oh, no, you're fucking killing it. I don't know. No, what you're means. fucking killing it. <laughs> uh, so Jake uh, Dylan, uh, Jake Dylan Hall, Dylan, uh, you said that you meant Leia running from adults and them being all slow, like running in mud. Or the latest episode, they walked out in a random coat, and it was obvious that they don't belong. I 100% agree with you on that. The, coat thing, I, the coat thing I agree um, with because I kind of had the same thought of like, that's not suspicious at all. Yeah. Like, and I to even, literally anybody. Yeah. And I had said like, uh, even about Leia running, like there were several times during that scene where there were people chasing little child Leia. And several times I was just like, you guys can't keep up with her. Like you could tell they were like, it's it's like you're playing at that point where you're like, I'm going to get you, hey, or you're purposely holding back from chasing this person. She's She has the force. The force is slow with her. Well, or is it, or is it just slow with everyone else? That's why she gets away so fast. Yeah, I don't know. She, cause she's, she I don't know, I'm, I'm making she's got little legs for her. Uh, when in no, doubt, force. I, I did think the same thing. I was like. They're not making this very believable that this is happening. My camera in this looks moment. really out of focus. Is that no. just me? No, it is. I don't know why. It's probably just more equipment failure. Why not? <laughs> I'm really out of focus, and I don't know why. Do you need more light? I feel blurry. Oh no! Ah! <laughs> Am I out of focus for you guys, or is it just me on my end? I don't know. No, it's trying to focus. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like it on my phone. Yeah, it's Maybe also it's got a me. lag on there. No, it's I think it's trying to focus because I've seen it like focused in and out a couple times. You're just too good looking. Hey, absolutely. Um, da, 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 da. No, I agree with you on that. I I I, I feel like the Obi Wan series is enjoyable. Um, I feel like it's lacking a I, little bit. Like it's just kind of trailing a little. bit. It's not Mandalorian. 
but it's not nearly as bad as Boba Fett. But the thing is, is it's it's the exact same thing as Mandalorian now. No, I feel like this is lacking more than the Mandalorian. Did a, sco- for me. a scoundrel who didn't want to have to take care of a kid well, ends yeah. up finding and being forced to take care of a kid while over the course of the series falling in love with her. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're just not recycling storyline. But... no, I think that. Uh... Yeah, they are just recycling, but I still think the way they're executing it, I think it's missing something. But I think I think there's little there's little things that kind of like if you if you connect them to Leia's story, you know, post like starting with obviously like a new hope and post through like her death in mm-hmm. uh, Rise of Skywalker, that um, she there's little things like the fact that. At least in my my head canon, I don't know if this is actual canon in terms of Disney, but it adds a whole other layer of, oh, so this is why she named her son Ben. Oh, right. So, like, at least in my head, that's what I'm thinking is, so she experienced all this, and that's why Kylo Ren was named Ben Solo. Like, she named him after Ben Kenobi. Oh, Oh, I went dark. Oh, I'm back. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, headcanon for me, and I hope that that's actually the case because, like I said, it adds that – it was a question I didn't know I wanted the answer to until I got it. No, it's good. I, didn't, I hadn't thought so, about it until so you just I, said it. So I like, I like those little, like, tidbits. It's almost like sprinkles on top of a frosting that, like, you're like, oh, okay, well, I didn't know I needed that, but awesome. Now that I have that, like, it just it, – it adds depth. Right. And with a character as complex as Leia, like, it's always good to have – just any small tidbit that you can have. So so I like I like those kind of things and I think for me everybody's talking about how they want Clone Wars flashbacks and no, they're not. References. Everyone's talking about kung fu fighting. But um, I'm fine if like they can reference the Clone Wars but they can give me Clone Wars like easter eggs and I'd be fine with it. I don't need them to give full on like flashbacks. I don't really think that's necessary. Because even at the core, this show is still about Anakin and, and Obi Wan. It's yeah, just not. It's just I not so that, prominent like that bullet point format. Which that I, I love was that they're not about. focusing on, but you can see them slowly building that, and I like that because it'll pay. It'll give you that payoff in the end. It's not just in your face. And again, the whole time. it's another one of those sprinkles. Because think about it. If if we don't see real, like let's say we see Vader for one more, like um, let's call it a lightsaber bout. Like, Anakin basically, like, they, they said that this is this is a Vader in his prime. Like, this yeah. is a fully-fledged Vader. Well, so it adds that, here's that sprinkle <clears throat> yeah, this where is he the... fights Obi-Wan in A New Hope, and he says, the last time I, w- I, was, I saw you, I was but a learner. Now I am the master. Yeah. Like, that's that sprinkle that, like I said, right. you know, makes you think forward, and you go, aha, so this is what he was referencing. Because, you know, I and again, headcanon, so it's not all, you know, these are all, my sprinkles are headcanon, they're not like, at least in my eyes, I don't think they're like proven canon, but these this is the way I'm looking at the show, and I think that those moments are, at least in my mind, those moments, those sprinkle moments are my Easter eggs, my cameos, because yeah. it, it, like I said, it all adds depth to these characters that already have all this yeah. depth to them because they've had an overarching because you know well, Obi Wan's had a six movie fucking story arc with the prequels and the original trilogy. It's a meaningful callback. 
Exactly. It's not just shoehorned in for, ah, like Marvel does. It's actually, it's a callback and a sprinkle that actually adds something to the overall lore of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy with the show. It could be better. I mean, obviously, everything could always be better. I'm enjoying it. I'm not putting it down at all. I'm not disappointed. I look forward to every week still. Like, I'm fine with it. Right. So that's where I'm at with that. Um. Do we want to go into Stranger Things? Do you guys want us to go into Stranger Things? Sound off on your opinions on if you're if you're on here and you have access to your keyboard. Do you want us to talk about Stranger Things? Would you like us to talk about Stranger Things? Do you want to build a Stranger Things episode? I uh, mean, you really honestly, we could do a whole freaking episode about just we probably could these seven. I'm trying episodes. to see what else we have that. Um, Okay, here's another thing that's just a side thing that we can just talk about. Um, okay, we got uh, a yes from Dylan and Josh. Um, if any of you have ever played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, when I was playing it, when it first came out, I was having difficulties getting into the game. Eventually, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. But I was struggling at first where I was like, this is not that fun for me. I'm kind of bored with this game. And within the game... Um, there was Orlog, which was a dice game you play with some old lady. And I was like, dude, it's sad that I'm having way more fun playing this game within a game than playing the actual game. <laughs> and I was like, man, I really hope this comes out. So I Googled it at the time, and they said that there was discussions of it being in development. And I found it at GameStop today. So I didn't buy it because I just bought a video game. But... I am getting this game, but glad it, to know there's a physical, like real life yes, version of it. There's a full, and I'm so pumped to like play this game. So if anyone uh, knows what I'm talking about, or if you don't, look it up. It, it's it's a pretty fun game. So uh, it is available now. Huzzah! Uh, and then I pre-ordered yeah. my Modern Warfare 2 that comes out in four fucking months. Yeah, I hate myself for doing it because like it's like oh yeah I put uh, yeah I put money down on this call of duty game that comes out in four fucking months Ugh, bastards for making us wait that i didn't watch the sleepy hollow thing you shared yet because i wasn't sure if it was like a trailer or if it's just an article it was it was just an article the they basically announced that they're doing a new uh a new sleepy hollow movie which is fine with me give me more sleepy hollow content like sleepy hollow and like the headless horseman is one of those ips that no matter what kind of content you make with it i will watch it I love the whole concept of like the headless horseman and all that. So like yeah, I do too. I that was always one of my favorite. Like the Tim Burton one with Johnny Depp in it is fantastic. I love that movie. Scared the crap out of me too. as a kid. I really love the movie. It's so great. So, uh, we also found out that uh, as long as he's not trolling us in some way, Todd Phillips confirms that Joker Two is in the works, and it is Joker Folly Ado. Folly Ado. Folly. Folly. That's that's tomato fully, tomato. Fully, fully you do. That's tomato tomato. I mean, um, if you think that. But yeah, they and then they had a picture of Joaquin Phoenix reading the script to show that he's interested in playing his part again. Which it kind of makes me wonder, like, if fully do is the actual title, or if that's just like kind of like a working title that they do, like, because every movie always has like a working Could title. Be. So, well, it's usually a working title if they don't want you to know that that's what it is. But they were straight up like, "This is Joker too." Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it'll be like we're working on a movie. What's it called? 
pinstripe, and it ends up being like Friday the Thirteenth, right? <laughs> the Boy in the Striped Pajamas Two. Yeah, I'm just wanting, even stripier. I'm just waiting on the new Pokemon games in November. That's right. Oh yeah, those were announced. Like, if anyone likes Pokemon, yeah. uh, check Josh Prowl's page out and follow him because that's kind of his focus on stream right now. If I remember right, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're focusing on doing Pokemon uh, specific content. Uh, between opening packs of cards and um, playing the games. So it's awesome content. I still want one of those giant Charizard Funko Pops. I can't find them. They're Target. I think they're Target exclusive. We did. Nicole, we saw the freaking, at the first GameStop we went to, we saw the the jumbo Michael Myers pop like in the flesh. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so mad because we saw it as we were walking out because they had it in the window and I was so tempted to go back in, but I held myself until we got to the other GameStop and then I ended up buying a freaking Funko Pop anyways. Yeah. I just spent, I just sold my entire Funko Pop collection, got all that taken care of, got all the pops out. What do I do? Less than a week later, I go out and buy a freaking Funko Pop. (laughs) But it was, it was a Scarlet Witch. I love my Wanda. I love Elizabeth Olsen, so... They had literally one, and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to swap these headphones one of these days. I'm so tired of them crackling. Um, I thought they were Target exclusive. That's the I only reason I haven't gotten one yet. One off Macari. He got his from Macari, which is just a, like a reseller. Oh, I, is that, I think is I have that, that app as well, so I'll have to check on okay. there for you. I think that's where I got like, oh, Jesus, oh, where I got goodness. like gargoyles and all that stuff. I think it was from like that or shop, but I think it was Macari. Nice. Um, I would definitely take it out of the box. It'd oh, be yeah. so cool. Just like Wolverine's out. All right, let's do it. Let's fucking do this. So, Stranger Things season four. Oh, oh, there's a lot. There's, is, there's, is, it's where do we even start? Is almost out. Well, it's out, but there's like two episodes left. We are seven ninths done. Yeah, yeah there's two episodes left. Um, um I mean, if you're a fan of Stranger Things, it stays true to the tone. It, it they actually, I actually. I would actually refute that and say that they really went, but in a in a good way, right? And I mean this, and I mean this in the most positive way. Mm -hmm. They really, and I know it's a horror show. Technically, they really went balls deep into the horror aspect in this season than any season before. Yeah, and I mean I agree with you. I I still stand by my thing of space through the tone, but I think that it does. Yeah, it. Pulls it in that direction. It doubles down on it the horror. It still feels like Stranger Things, oh, but it, yeah. it's and they darker. And I think like, they, I think they went more. Um, uh, you could tell this season a lot more just uh, where what horror franchises and and stuff that they've pulled from, like because this, I mean, the overarching a lot of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Ob- and it's yeah. obvious Nightmare on Elm Street. This Which, this is it's funny. Yeah, and it's it makes it even better that Robert England was casted in it, despite yeah. him having like only like maybe seven minutes of screen time, right. and everything. But um, the uh, um, oh, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, uh, what would you call it? Um, inspiration is extremely there. Like yeah. it's very heavily there, and you can tell there's sometimes where they've I've caught. Did you catch the the Halloween reference? In, Possibly. It was in Dear Billy when Max is reading her um, her note to Billy, which obviously I think by now you guys know spoilers. So, hold on. Spoilers in one, two, three, 
So when when she's at the graveyard and she's reading Billy's yeah. letter that she wrote to him, and then Vecna like pulls her up and like she you see her walk into like that red cloud. Mm-hmm. If you see her walking forward, their gravestone right next to it is almost an exact replica that reads Myers. Oh, I didn't it's see like that. it's like the Judith Myers uh, cool. headstone. It's really cool, and I was just like, ah, yeah, they directly reference Freddy Krueger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they directly, they directly Which I like did. that they're saying, like, yeah. And the and the cardboard cutout in Family Video of Freddy Krueger in, like, I think the second episode. I don't think I saw that one. It's right, it's when they go to Family Video to look for uh, Reefer, Reefer yeah. Rick's when address. take over to make it a home base. Yeah, yeah. and, like, if when Dustin That's is hilarious. standing there, you can see a Freddy Krueger cardboard cutout okay. right over his shoulder. So it's all there, and, I mean, they do Halloween yeah, they're not trying to hide uh, it. It's meant the to be. The Exorcist, Amityville, with like the Creel House. Like, there's been so many. Well, and obviously, like references. Well, yeah, and that's um, Shana even pointed out, like the idea of what was it specifically that she was referencing it to. Uh, she was she was talking about like the whole like Pennywise coming every twenty seven years or twenty seven and a half roughly like yeah um, there was something about that where she's like oh this is very much reminiscent of Pennywise like an mm-hmm. it situation so and then there's the whole a lot scene, of Stephen King stuff too the whole scene where um, Nancy and Robin are at the the asylum talking mm-hmm. to Victor Creel that whole scene is pulled yeah. directly from Silence of the Lambs yeah exactly like it's almost like it's almost scary how like almost shot for shot. It is in terms of comparing it to the the interrogation scene from uh, Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Lambs. No, absolutely, I in a good way. And I mean, one. I mean all this in a good way. No, I literally, it, there's it, nothing I can really even nitpick not, about this season. That it's I, not cheap or cheesy nostalgia. These guys genuinely love this stuff, and I think they're doing a good job of uh, showing that without being cheesy. I think. Um, Oh, eleven is Carrie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, that yeah. one's a little on the nose. Yeah, but I mean, I it, or she's the girl from Friday the Thirteenth, who is obviously Carrie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that movie was literally Jason fights Carrie. Yeah, but they just didn't have the licensing for Carrie, right. so they named her Tina. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, my favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie. It's a good one. Part seven, Fun. New Blood. Um, but the uh, um. The one thing that I I like that's also carried over from um, previous seasons is the fact that I still love Steve. Oh, absolutely. Steve is still my favorite character. Him and Dustin's friendship still is one of the brightest aspects of the so of a very funny. dark show so funny those two together those two yeah they're the chemistry between those two is it just radiates on right. the screen and it, it works so well and um i i know i told you this earlier um but if steve dies uh my love for the show does too right. I, if steve dies i will quit the show and i will I be won't. so fucking butthurt i won't quit the show you know what i say all this knowing damn well i won't I either be, i want to be butthurt in their face um <laughs> I, I I know that you love Steve, but it's hard, right? Now that we have Eddie, I do love Eddie. Eddie's that's a great fucking but the, character. I, dude. But I know why I love Eddie so much. You think he's because Derek. he's Derek. He's a, they're similar. He's Derek. 
They're similar. And I think that, but I mean, and that's why I think I love Eddie so much. A, because he's, he's a hoot and a holler, if I may, if I may say so. So he is a hoot and also a holler. Yeah. But he, he's kind of like, he's one of those new characters where in a show where you're four seasons deep Mm -hmm. and you really have a very deep connection to the characters that have been there from the Mm -hmm. get go. And, um, you know, you, you introduce him and I'll even say the same thing for, uh, Argyle. Mm-hmm. With the the California crew, yeah, um, yeah, Argyle, yeah. Those two are were both like and like going off the point that I was just about to make is they they made it to where like you still have all like that that relationship with everybody, but then you bring these two in so organically, yeah. Like they they come in and they just fit like a puzzle piece in with everything that's going on, yeah. And especially especially Everybody's Eddie is necessary, like yeah. no one. Except for Argyle, Argyle, his only necessary, like his only necessity, is the fact that he had a van. No, I know, but it feels <laughs> like when you're when you're watching it, because obviously, if you were never given these characters, you wouldn't know what it was like without them. But once you're given these characters, it never feels like, dude, you could just pull them out now, and I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't miss him. Even Argyle, like if you were to remove him, he's it just, just a, wouldn't be the same. Yeah, Cause he's that, he's that breath of fresh air and like when the comedic. Yeah. And he's comedic. Cause Jonathan is going through all the stuff he's going through with like his college, his, his yeah. with Nancy when like his family. So he's going through all of that and will, which we'll get to. I want to get, I want to, I want to talk about will on his own here in a moment. So like, you know, you have, it's a very serious tone especially like and with Joyce with Hopper you know and all mm-hmm. that um but Argyle is kind of like that that comedic relief that really keeps all of them kind of balanced yeah because he's just a stoner like that's all he is he is literally Leo from that 70s show but a 19 year old yeah and it's like and it works so well because it doesn't it like does it at times feel cheesy? Yes, but it does because it's supposed to. It's supposed to, yeah, exactly. So Absolutely. like, so it so it works. You don't ever get annoyed or like go like, oh my god, that was so cringy or whatever. Like it, it just you're just it it makes you laugh and it kind of just gives you kind of like a a moment to breathe. Yeah, With, because yeah, this show, needed. yeah, because this show does not give you a moment to breathe ever. So um, one of the like, okay, so. I want to get into something very specific, but just sort of like getting into it. I wanted to say that what I liked about the first season was how localized it felt and Mm -hmm. how close everything felt. And I know that's the point. I know that's the point. Yeah. It's a small town. Mm -hmm. They're showing you, you're supposed to feel safe and connected. And then it starts to unravel. That's the point where now, and this is this is a personal thing with any movie series like Marvel stuff that they've done. It's it's been the same way. It always starts off so contained because that's where you start writing a story. Right. Well, that's how but you have to introduce it, everybody. It feels like it's getting mildly convoluted. There's so much going on in different places, and nobody's together anymore. And it's like, and I hope that for the last season it, that they bring so them all much back. like just back and forth. And it's like. I, you're getting invested in one story, and they switch to another one. I know it's on purpose, and and everything they've and done there. pans out. Everything they've done comes together and pans out. Always does. They are but getting there, though. That's I, a plus. I, just, I hope they don't go too far with it because you start to like feel like you're getting pulled out of it. Almost that. That's me personally only. But that being said, um, the one thing like when when I have those feelings where I'm kind of just like 
I don't know, not fully able to invest in a, a section, the one thing that I can never get away from is when they get into Max. Uh, this is about they have her. Very, they have very much... And they have said, like, yes, this has always been kind of focused on Eleven, but this season, it's focused on Max. Mm-hmm. And... Well, she's she's gone through a lot. Yeah. And there's a specific scene where she is stuck and... Literally you're, in a rock and a hard place. And you're pretty sure she's done. And she gets out of that situation. And the way that that is shot and the way that it's like, like the cinematography of it, the imagery, the insinuations, like however you want to put it, that's very the well closest I've ever seen something filmed to feel like when I've felt depression. And I was like, holy shit. Like they... Em- not embodied, but like projected what it feels like to feel helpless in depression and how it can feel the moment you break the surface. Like when you're under the water and you're pushing up and it's almost like the water still just forms over you. And then all of a sudden you break out and you finally feel like, holy shit, I'm myself again. Like a metaphor brought even- to life. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's so well done. Like yeah. I felt like when you talk about midsummer inflicting that panic and that anxiety i felt emotionally connected to that scene watching her go through that and then come out and it's and the other thing is it's like it's not over you just got through that attack yeah and that's where it's like and that was really the fuck, the, the dude, pivotal so one good yeah that was the yeah. one that really set it off yeah but and i my favorite part about that scene because you know that is i think at least where we're at right now because we just have the final two episodes but where the season stands now that is the scene of the season yeah. Hands down. That is the most pivotal scene of the season. That's where... That you know, and that, that very, the, very big reveal at the end. Yes. Those two things but, are like... But that that scene, you know, with the, the running up that hill, the Kate Bush song playing, mm. like, that is that is the, the internet scene. Yeah. And I like how when she... <clears throat> it shows her dive, and then it cuts to black. Mm. So it, it gives you, like, three seconds, long enough for your brain to process... Are they going to end the show that like to see the right. episode like that? And then by the time that your brain processes like and ask yourself like there's no way that they're going to end the episode cut mm-hmm. to black like that. It cuts back in. Yeah. And it's it it's just it was so perfect. And that's I, one thing Shana pointed out a lot was we'd be watching it and the first I'll just say two for sure cuz I can't remember, but the first couple episodes she was just like, "Oh, it's going to end." And then the episode ends. And then we'd be washed up. Here comes the ending. And you, can, you can always tell but the then build as down. it went on, they fucked with you. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, multiple times, like that last episode, three times an episode, yeah. she'd be like, oh, is this it? Is this how it ends? And then all of a sudden it comes back. She's like, oh, no, they got me. And she would do that a couple times in an episode because now they're fucking with you. I, I don't know. I love it. They're really. And that, that for me was the like as as pivotal and impactful as that scene was. That cut to black as she dives through that portal to come back to herself, right? Like in her physical form, mm-hmm. or I can't say that her not outside upside down form, right? Like, and they cut to black before you know if she reaches it. Like, I just it was very Sopranos, like mm-hmm. ending of Sopranos of them. But then, like I said, long enough for your brain to process. Like, there's no way they're going to end the episode like that. It it kicks back in, and and it, you know they have that moment where like Lucas is holding on to her, and he says, I thought I lost you. I thought mm-hmm. we lost you. And she goes, I'm here. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And then 
it cuts. Mm. So it was just like it was a it was a it was a very well placed fake out yeah. ending right before the ending of well, probably right. the most pivotal episode of the season. Right. Aside from obviously the reveal that we get at the end of and rightfully so that seven. we feel that way though because there have been a couple endings at least this season that I can remember that it ends and it's like you sons of bitches you had to end it right there didn't you like <laughs> and I like how and I know this is very. This is very much probably a hot take, and it's probably my own opinion. Well, no, it is obviously it's my own opinion, but like I'm probably the only one that has it. I love how this show is very centric about um, Eleven, mm-hmm. while her also being the worst character on the entire show. To me, I think Eleven is the worst character on the show, and that's not even a slight against Millie Bobby Brown, no. which I also don't really care for, but. No, that, but I, but I kind of like that concept of the most powerful being is the least interesting. And that's the one that that's, has superpowers. And that's how I feel about it because they always I like that concept though. Because in yeah, in everything saying. that we're always presented in today's market and like not Marvel in a or negative DC, way. they want you to mm-hmm. love the hero. They want you to relate to the hero and Eleven is just not that. Like she's she's imperfect. Yeah. She sloppy. She's sloppy. Yeah. She's inexperienced and she is very conflicted about mm-hmm. everything. Which granted after what all these kids have been through, I get it. Yeah. But I I do like that, you know, this show is very centric about her and what her capabilities are mm-hmm. while making everyone else around her the most interesting people of the show mm-hmm. considering she's supposed to normal be, people yeah average people yeah. You, you you care more about those people because they don't have those powers they're vulnerable yeah and to see them go through all this especially especially my boy steve mm-hmm. he has been through the ringer every single season and it gets worse and worse and worse every season fucked up of what season. they put through put him through yeah but he always bounces back and you know you you have that where you're like you you like that more because you realize like these they're a they're kids yeah even even like Steve and Robin and Nancy like yeah they're older and Jonathan like yeah they're older probably early twenties and whatnot but yeah. they're still kids yeah and then you have you know the 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 Hellfire Club mm-hmm. you know and all them like they're young kids so seeing them experience all this while just being human yeah and prevailing is more inspiring than watching Eleven stick her hand out and blow something into a wall and be like, all right, let's go home. Right. Like, you don't... I don't find myself caring about Eleven at all, ever. Well, and... and uh, the best part that she had was when she took that <clears throat> skate to that chick's dome yeah. in, like, the... Which was, was the real, second not powers. Ep- yeah, it was, like, the second episode. I think so. And that was the best thing that I think, in my mind, she did this whole season. Right. But it was mostly just because it was, like, the... Finally, she took that bitch out, like... But I think what I like about it is... What they've done there, and this is another reason why I think that with the right people, you genuinely need to give Dungeons and Dragons a chance. Because I think the way this show is written, like it, we watched that TikTok you sent me, where it shows the where Vecna comes from and what it all means. Yeah, and, you know, I, I sent him a TikTok of this guy who actually like reads the books, plays D and D, and everything. And he was lore. actually he was actually breaking down. Vecna's lore and story from the D and D actual game, and then is like applying it to like what has happened so Mm -hmm. far in the season of Stranger Things. And he also did a second video, which I think I sent Mm -hmm. to you, where he applies all that to what he thinks is going to happen, Mm -hmm. whether it be in these last two episodes or in season five with the character of Vecna. And if that is the case, 
it, we're in for a hell of a ride, yeah. and I'm actually genuinely excited about it. I'm just not excited about who we're going to lose along the way. Right. Because you know that we're going to have to lose someone. Right. We yeah. haven't. Yeah. Like, if you, if you think about it and go all the way back to season one of Stranger Things, have we lost people? Yes. But we haven't lost pivotal people. Right. Like Someone pivotal has to go. We have yeah. a whole season yet. Yeah. We have a couple episodes for this season, then we have a whole season yet. So it's going to get dark. And I think, obviously, I think by the end of it, it'll be like we lose 11. Maybe. You know, because, you know, she's, she's connected to the upside down. But what, what I think, though, is that, you know, based on that video you shared where you got to see the, just how in-depth and how in-tune this is with D&D, that's not just a reference. Like, this is... It's lore. Yeah. And, and when you well think about it, I think the reason why 11 is the character she is for us is because I think we... The viewers, you and I, let's say, in this room, you and I are at that table. You and I are sitting in that basement with those little kids playing D&D. We're the viewers. and We're the peanut gallery. What, what they're... I don't, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but um, I know Will Wheaton did a thing where he was taking... Wheaton! <laughs> he was taking a, like a D&D campaign, and as they were reading and making their decisions, it would cut to somebody had animated what was happening and to kind of go back and forth with them sitting there playing the game. But then it would show like the animation of what's happening in their heads and that. And I think that that is, so it's like we're watching a game like stranger things is us watching people play a yeah. game of D and D. Like I don't think it, but we're interpreting the game yeah, and that's what we're projecting. I don't think in the end it's going to be like, and it was all a game and we're in the basement again. No, no. not that I'm just saying like, that's the concept is imagine we're the kids and that's why we're so related to them is because we're just people and they're running into these characters that would be in the game quote unquote and so 11 would be like coming upon a wizard in the game or someone with powers it's not your group you Mm -hmm. ran into them and now they're in your party they're coming along with you but you're not at the table rolling for that character and making decisions they're making decisions and you're just reacting to them and so you're not they're not part of that core group. I think the boys are the core group, and that's why Eleven is so, like, not as important as she's made out to be. Like, you know that for the story's sake, this is an important character, but they're not your friends sitting around eating snacks with you. Mm-hmm. Where You're invested in, you know, Gore the God Butcher, like, yeah. just because that's an awesome the, D&D the, name. But. The core of the heart and the core of the show is the friendships of yeah, the cast. Yeah, I think the, so. The, I think the so. Cast. And and I like going like kind of circling back to what you had said earlier. Um, I I think I was telling uh, my coworker because I got him hooked on the show mm-hmm. when season three came out. I after I watched it, he had never seen it, and I was like, "Dude, you gotta watch it." And then it's so funny because I recommend stuff to him all the time, and he'll he actually Give watch it, yeah. and he gets so pissed at me when because I recommend him stuff because he's like, you recommend me stuff all the time. And every time I watch it, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so yeah. So that way, that's how you know that I'm, I have good taste. Right. <laughs> but, um, me and him were talking about it on our, our commute to work. And, and Josh, he's talking about your uncle. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about your uncle, Josh. Um, but, um, my, I think if I had like a gripe about the season so far is I, I hate how they're scattered. Like, and it goes back yes. to like what you said earlier is like, I really hope that if not by the end of this season, but like the start of next season, I want the gang to be all together again. I do too. Because even in season three, 
while they were together, they were separate. You know, you had Steve and Robin and Dustin, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll dare I even say it, Susie, because we all love Susie. Yeah. Even though, you know, we had that, she had that never ending. Uh, she plays a pivotal role. Yeah. And without really even once. having screen time. <clears throat> like in this season, basically once, but. I in, do love, I do love the screen time that they gave her this season. Yeah. Like, I, I really, that really like that. The whole scene of her, like, foster family is hilarious. It is like, chaotic. It, it shows where she gets her quirkiness from, yeah, I guess. It is extremely chaotic. And I love how when, like, when yeah. she, they're in her, like, dad's computer. Yeah. And, like, she does all that stuff and, like, hacks all of it. And Mike's like, can you print this off for me? And she goes, no, nah, man, my uh, my uh, expertise stops at printing. Yeah. And then, like, she like she just, like, presses one button while staring, like, through his soul. Yeah. And he just goes, you're being sarcastic. And she goes, obviously, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, I, lo- I love the, the sassiness that they, they had given her. And, um, but, yeah, I, I really hope for the last season, since they did confirm season five is the last season, I really hope that they bring everybody back together rather than having, you know, these people over here doing this, these people over here doing this, and then you have the core story that's over here doing this. Oh, I completely agree. I, that's one of the things I definitely am not a fan of is how sporadic everyone is right now, which, like I said, I, I, I trust that there's a point to it because their writing is just Absolutely. so fucking good. And that's why I think the next season, like, they're they're already doing it. Yeah. You know, you know, obviously, oh, I don't even know why I'm about to say spoilers. We're way past that. <laughs> but, like, the California crew is on their way back to Hawkins. Mm-hmm. And then you have Joyce and Murray and Hopper, who were at this point right now. We They're still in Russia in the prison. Yeah. But, you know, they could make their way back. And then, obviously, you already have the crew that is in Hawkins mm-hmm. as is. So, it's like they're, they're bringing them all back together and I'm hoping that if not by the end of the season, like in the final episode, if not by then, I want at the start of the season, I want them all to be back together. Like I want, I understand why they felt like they had to move the buyers mm-hmm. out, yeah, of Hawkins. Like I get that, <clears throat> yeah. But I also hated that they had to do it because, right? You know, it's it's like yeah, like it's a start over for Eleven and even you know Will and Jonathan and mm-hmm. and. Uh, the, you know the whole buyer's crew but like uh it while they were like them being in california the like didn't really play a huge factor in the story right like they could have just moved them to the next town over and told the same story and it wouldn't made of any difference except for the travel time with the california crew coming to hawkins right but like in terms of them being in california it didn't really influence the story all that much and it didn't really them being in California didn't really serve the narrative, in a sense. I don't think it has right now, specifically, but I think that it could. I'm not saying it will. Mostly because I when Joyce goes back to her house, it's going to be a mess because everybody shot up and blew up their house. Yeah. She's going to go back and literally everything's going to be shot and blown up. If she up goes and... back to that house, like they might, she might not give a shit about that house they, specifically. And how are they going to address Hawkins? Or if, if uh, Hopper goes back to Hawkins, how are they going to address that? I don't know because everyone assumes he's dead. Yeah, but... everybody's talking about how he sacrificed his life and had like the newspaper clippings of you know the sheriff being. How do you explain that when he comes back? He's like, hey man, that's if he even like goes back to town. That's what I'm saying. Where he could go to California. Him, yeah, him, him and Joyce might stay in California. I also love how much Murray has really integrated into the story. It's funny, 
Like he was so like in season one, he was he. I think he had like a scene right. in like the first or second episode. <laughs> season two, he had a, he had that couple episodes with uh, Jonathan and Nancy, mm-hmm. and then that and, and then Russian. Se- yeah, and then season three, he got the you know with them and Alexi, mm-hmm. and that was really when he kind of stuck. Yeah, um, and then. This season, he's been a series regular. He's been in every single episode because he's obviously with Joyce and yeah. and Russia. And I, I kind of just like how he's developed into well, that's, the that's, show. That's another thing that is a good sign of like proper D&D campaigning is if you're playing a game and somewhere along the lines, you guys run into a character that either one of you has created or the Dungeon Master has created, and it's a funny character that everyone loves, chances are that person's going to pop up more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this show kind of progresses that way too, where like the more you love a character, Steve was supposed to die in season one, you said. Mm-hmm. So, and he's been here the whole time. I still think there's a very good chance he's going to because of that reason, Shh. knowing he was supposed to. Don't put it in the universe. I don't. They and, did and, it. They no, put keep, it in the universe. Move along, Adam. Move but, along. Uh, I think that uh, that's a good sign of like, again, like them referencing, uh, having fun with your friends where it's like, Hey, I really like this. It's like, let's do more of this. It's like, okay, let's have yeah. so-and-so pop up more often. Cause he's funny. And there you know. is. And as much as I love that they do that, there is one character that got sidelined that I actually really liked from the first couple seasons that didn't show up at all. And that is their teacher. Yeah. I was kind of wondering about, I don't remember him dying. He didn't. He just, so, he, I, I think as far as I know, the last time we saw him was in, uh, it was last season, and it was when Nancy was having the problems with her magnets, mm. and she went over to his house and like that's she right. he showed her how the whole magnet thing was going on because that's why she she Fucking missed magnets. How she, do they work? <laughs> that's how she missed her date with Hopper at Enzo's mm-hmm. because she was at the teacher's house, and I actually really liked that teacher. He had a lot of charisma, I and I kind of wish that they would they would bring him bring him back. I hope they do. But I mean it is I I it's summer vacation I wouldn't like so I mean that's true. That could be a big part. Well, well no, it's not. It it's not. School. Yeah, because now they, it's summer vacation. Yeah, cuz they had their uh the guidance counselor. Break. What's that? That guy it's spring break. Yeah, that guy that guidance with that guidance counselor is a little sus. I, I've I've been extremely suspicious of that female guidance counselor since she I wasn't sure up. about it, but somebody zoomed in and noticed that I'm assuming her necklace has a clock on it, maybe. I could barely make it out. Someone zoomed in on her necklace while she's sitting in her house office and said, not saying anything. I'm just wondering what y'all think about this. And I was like, I think that's supposed to be a grandfather clock pendant. She's sus, So man. She's sus. If that's the case, that could mean something. So I don't even know if it does. I'm just saying ever... Ever since she's no, been... I, every time she's on the screen, I'm, I kind of just got to like squint my eyes at her like... What are you doing? Right. <laughs> I don't trust you. I don't know why I don't trust don't you, but trust I don't. Guidance is trying to help people. No. What have they ever done? Yeah. Huh? What have you done for me lately? So apparently this wasn't my headphones that are crackling. It's this fucking connector. So I need to go to Trojan City Music and get a new one. Wah, wah. Unless they have Well, not for one. Trojan City. It's ha-ha. But for us, that's wah, wah. Yeah. I might need to get another one. Uh, I might have another one in here somewhere. Um... Do you want to talk about that one last thing that was important to you? Cause Will? I, I, yeah, because I hadn't thought about that, and I think that what you're saying makes sense. I think that it's a, 
I think you're right, and I actually like that about it. About um, which I I don't really think it's. I don't really think it's any. I don't, at this point, I can't look at it as subtext, but I I definitely think that they are going to make Will gay, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah, I, and, I think because um, like you said, because of the way they're dealing with it. Yeah, they're they're, they're not like look at our gay character. He's not a token. He, they're not making him like a token gay character, right. and they've actually you know if you look back, they've kind of I think it was season. I think it was season three. Act it was season three. Um, there was a scene where I think it was right after Dylan um, agrees. They were at the mall, and right after eleven, and like Max had broke up with Luke and um, Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, you know, you guys, all you guys care about is girls, and you know, and you know, Will was just like, I just want to play D and D. Can we play D and D now? Right. And then him and Mike kind of got in a spat, and Mike said something along the lines of, why don't you just get a girlfriend? Mm. And you can see the look on Will's face where it's like, at the time, before we know what we know now, at the time that it's, that, that happened, like if you look at the look on Will's face, the look almost says, you know why, Mike. I can't believe you would say that because you know why. Right. Like he kind of had that look like, you know why I won't get kind a girlfriend. A how dare you type thing. Yeah. But like at this, and even Mike even says like, I'm sorry, dude, I didn't mean like, so it's almost like at that point in time, they were playing it like Mike knows that right. Will is gay. But like, if you, you know, fast forward to like this season, it's almost like that hint is still there, but like it's toned down to where you're like, well, does he know or doesn't he know? Right. And well, like when you point that out, like when you say like, you know, hinting and that they're insinuating, but they're not putting it in your face. Um, I very much think that Will has something for Mike. I thought that was a good a good uh, theory, but like uh, I I had told you like when you brought that up, I was like, well, that makes sense because I in my head what I was talking to my wife about when I'm watching it or what I'm thinking in my head about is like why is Will so fucking weird? Like why is he so awkward and uncomfortable well, I mean, to look watch? At what, look at what he's been through. Well, that obviously like <laughs> he's been through the worst of it. Like everything attacked him at first. Yeah. Um, but like, Which I, I'm kind of glad they got away from that. Give the kid a break. Yeah. Well, it, cause it's, it's not about him. He just was singled out a victim of circumstance. Yeah. Um, but well, and that, what his circumstance is might play into that later. It that could. might be it a very reason. well could. Um, and it might not be, but that makes sense on why is he so awkward and weird in this season? Why does he seem so like uncomfortable and out of place and i i think well that's why because that's what he's feeling you're feeling what he's feeling because they're good fucking writers Mm -hmm. so instead of saying you know i just can't i just can't come out to anybody because no one will understand me they're not telling you that in the script they're showing you because you gotta think it's also the feeling it's the 80s exactly so i mean it's 1986 so i mean do that yeah that was that was i think you're right and i think that that's really really ingenious on their part and clever that you caught that because i was just saying i know something's going on i can't put my finger on it because i think that makes sense because i think like from the get-go it's like i told you when i think it was the opening of season Uh, of the first episode that he uh 11 was giving that like overture like in like the letter to Mike and she, she even says like you know Will's painting a lot I think it's for a girl but he won't let me see yeah and so um and then in, like I said it, it kind of pans over to like that girl in class playing footsie with them 
and he like looks at her like bitch don't fucking touch me like, kicks like yeah he away. like kicks his foot away and just kind of looks at her like who the fuck do you think you are and then you know later when they yeah. go to the uh the airport to pick up mike you know he he has that painting in a mm-hmm. tube with him yeah and then mike says you know you know obviously he he goes to uh 11 you know they you know uh, yeah but like and then will sees that mm. and then when mike you know goes to give him a hug like hey man he goes, what's that? And Will goes, oh, nothing. It's just an art project or right. just a painting. And then he shoves it and hides it away. Mm-hmm. So it's insinuating that this was for Mike. Well, and, I, and again, that's something I didn't catch on to. And then when you were describing it, that reminded me of like, oh, well, like that in my head now, that reminded me of when they were at the roller rink. And even before that, he was getting upset with Eleven. Like, why are you lying to Mike? Like, mm-hmm. why are you faking who you are? Like, if you can't be yourself around him. And I was like, why is he so concerned about it? Like I said, I was wondering, are they because trying to insinuate he likes Eleven now? But that makes sense. He's upset because he doesn't want them to be together. He wants to be with Mike, see, not he wants to be with Eleven. See, like, you, read it, you read it that way, and I agree with you. But the way I read him getting upset with Eleven and being like, why can't you just be honest with him? Mm-hmm. Why, can't, why are you lying to him? As much as he was mad at Eleven, he was mad at himself because he also can't. Yeah, that too. You know, he yeah. wants to, he kind of, he, he's pissed at himself <clears throat> because he is living a lie because yeah. he's closeted or, and, and, you know, he can't, he has to lie and, you know, he can't be himself to Mike because, you right. know, so it's like he's, he's, yeah. he's mad it's at fair. 11 because she's not being that way. But in a sense of him being mad at her for that, he's mad at himself for the same reasons. And yeah. I think that's why he, he latches onto that idea and gets so like angry about that and like why he's so adamant, like you said, is it's because he's mad at eleven, but he's also, I think, because he's mad at himself and he's projecting yeah. that. Well, and if you notice, like, um, I think it's also because Mike is his best friend. I do agree. It, it, and that's where I think Mike's been the one that's been there for him. Yeah, I think that's where Ian might be like kind of bringing that together. Is what some of the issues Will is having is because that's his best friend. You don't, it's just like, if you think of this as every other typical love story, which is going to be heterosexual in nature, the guy and the girl, they're best friends. I don't want to, I don't want to lose you as my best friend, but I also don't want to take the chance. Like that's such the cliche thing, but I think that's kind of where he's at mentally. I think, I don't even know where to look right now. I'm looking at the chat. Like you guys can see my face. Um, (laughs) I, I think that that's a good point on your, on your end, Dylan, but I'm combining you and Ian saying he's torn because he loves his best friend as his best friend, but, but kind of thinks love with him. he might want it to be more. And it's just like, what do I do here? Like, I could ruin everything. And again, because it's the 80s, yeah. that being you know gay like that was, as much as it was a thing, it was still very taboo. Yeah. And honestly, like, there's no insinuation that Mike is gay. There's no insinuation of that. No. So he has to have that in his mind, too, which is like, I really want to profess that I think I like you more than a best friend. But chances are you're not going to feel the same way back because that's not who you are. Yes, so it's platonic. You don't want to ruin your best friendship, but and and that happens in every relationship, like or every sexual orientation. I mean, like you know, girls to guys, guys to girls, girls girls, guys guys. Like mm-hmm. it happens to people. That's a natural high school uh, teenage problem. I mean, even even just outside of just like high school, it's just it's just a yeah, natural. And, yeah, it's exactly. just a natural thing, and you know that. And that's going to happen, and, and it's like you said earlier, like it's just good writing. <laughs> Dylan you know, said how, you can call us Dian. <laughs> okay, Dian, 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 
but it's it's just it's all it's it's something that you see in media a very much now in media more than ever mm. um with you know this kind of stuff but it's one of those things it's like i said earlier they're they're doing it in a sense of it's not just a gay character to have a gay character in the show right they're treating mm. it so well and they're it's thought out it's not a token yeah and i mean and we even have robin who is already already an outed yeah. lesbian well, at least to steve to steve yeah like to, us. to to yeah to us yeah. to society no but to us right. and to steve and she's already she's the leader in what you were just saying which is you can't be out right now yeah she doesn't want people to know yeah because she knows that she'd be and she and she knows that she has the crush on mm-hmm. what was her name was it Anne with the e i think that was her was so. her name um because you know, the, the opening Steve and her scene where he's just like, boobies, boobies, boobies. Everybody loves boobies. I love boobies. Stop you love boobies. boobies. <laughs> yeah. Because funny. we all we all rewound that scene in Fast Times from Ridgemont High. Right. We all did. Steve was 110% right in that whole, that whole scene right there. But like, you know, so it's not like they're... It doesn't feel forced. It feels very organic because it actually is a very well written and a very... I, and, you know, I can't speak, you know, for the gay community because, right. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not gay or anything. But in terms of what the media and what, you know, I mean, obviously my best man at my wedding is gay. You know, my, my brother-in-law is gay, you know, and it's it's not something I'm not surrounded by. Mm-hmm. But like um, it's it just feels so natural. The struggle, I guess, like that will the internal conflict, that's the word I was looking for. The internal conflict that Will is having, it feels organic because you see it every day. Mm. Whether you see it in person or on social media or some, you know, whether it's somebody confines in you, you know, it's you see that struggle and you see how a person just wants to be them. Yeah. But, you know, they, they're always going to have that conflict of I can accept who I am, but will society – Right. And you know you have you can see that conflict with Will and Robin both. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Robin's just a little more comfortable with who she is. Yeah. More comfortable. Where not. Will Will hasn't really reached that that point yet. Right. And I and I hope that we see it because they're the way that they're doing this with Will. I know it's not like a broken record, but they're they're really doing it and writing it so well, and right. it it feels just. It doesn't. It doesn't just feel like it's there for the sake of being there. It right. feels like it's there for a purpose, and they're actually fleshing it out. Yeah, and that's not to say for sure it's going to go that way. We might be off on that, but ever since you've like, I don't know, like maybe you led me to the to your watering hole. But when you said that, with what I was already like searching for in my head, it's like that completed what I was like. Something is off here, and you're like, well, "What about this?" It's like that makes sense. And it's so, like it's one of those things where to if you me, didn't, that's just like it's got to be that way. To any of you like uh, watched it and didn't get that vibe, I know. challenge you to go back and watch it with that in mind now and see. And I if, would actually if it's very adamant and like you're like, how did I not pick up on this? Yeah, because I feel like for me, it's one of those things where you know, not and I don't want to you know toot my own horn or or demean anybody else, but to me that was obvious. I thought it was clear as day. Right, and but um. You know, if, if, you know, I mean, obviously that's not the case for everybody, but if that, if you didn't, I would, I would love to, I would love for you to, to go back and, and watch those, if not the whole season, just the scenes and see if you're like, oh, 
holy crap, it was there and I just didn't see it. Or mm-hmm. like, yeah, obviously it's there. I see it. But Right. I would like to hear from people in the LGBTQ plus community. 100%. How you feel about not just our take on it. Like, let us know where we stand. Are we blowing smoke out our ass acting like we're woke or something? I don't think so. But, I mean, we definitely know plenty of people in it. Uh, family. Family for sure. Um I, I don't know. I, I'd like to know if you feel like, like Ian said, he can't relate himself personally to what Will is quote unquote going through in our minds. Do you feel like they're re- representing that properly? Like to me, I feel like that's the most relatable I could be to that situation. When I'm watching that, knowing what you were saying, like if I put that in my head, like this is what he's thinking and going through, I feel connected the same way i said that i like having experienced depression like in bouts not like long term or anything but just having those like moments that i feel like they were trying to represent depression with max mm-hmm. and i feel like they nailed it so and to me grief feeling that way about will now like saying like oh well this is probably what he's going through and it's like well that makes sense i can see that i'm like i want to take it at face value at that point that these guys have done such a great job so far that they're probably nailing it as well. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, that's like someone not having ever experienced depression in life saying, man, they really nailed how depression feels. It's like, how the fuck do you know? Yeah. So I wouldn't presume to say that about everybody. Yeah. I wouldn't presume to say that about feeling closeted because of fear of being outed. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know uh, other people's concepts on that. Like what they think. Yeah, very much. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if my brother-in-law, I don't know if he watches it or not. I'd have to ask him. I'm going to see him like next month, but well, actually, I'll probably see him sooner since you know having a baby and all that. But Dylan thinks that they are, and that it's like a lot of people come through and come to terms with their feelings and who they are in terms of their sexuality. I mean, that's that's what I'm. That's, I think that's, that's yeah. I think I'm, that's uh, kind of where we're what we're getting at. Yeah, like, I think I'm standing know. on that, and then uh, either be agreed with or knocked off. We'll see, but. I will say, kind of like in closing thoughts of Stranger Things, I feel like we've covered quite a bit. Um, not my favorite season so far. Um, I, season three still holds the title of my favorite season, but it's still damn good. There hasn't yeah. been a bad season of this show. There hasn't no. been a bad episode of this show. There is one overarching criticism I have of, I can't even say the whole series, from season two to now, is the fact that they haven't once since season two brought up number eight. Since she's been gone. Since you've been gone. And I mean, look I'm at sorry. all look I'm at all sorry. the memory. We saw number eight one time in season four. Yeah. And it was the same scene that we saw in season two when her and when Eleven were in the rainbow room together. Mm-hmm. But they never referenced Callie. They never when they're all there, she's never in any of the scenes with all the other right, I don't understand number that. or test subjects or call it, <clears throat> I don't know. Like they, she, she hasn't been referenced, acknowledged nothing since right. the one-off episode that she had in season two. Right. And I think as of right now, I think that's my, <clears throat> when did she escape? Because they never tell you it had to be before this season because of what happens. Well, she they wasn't, may- th- she obviously wasn't there. Because she was alive later. She had to have been in, like, the bathroom or something. Or, or, when, or have when, already escaped. Yeah, or, like, when number one, or Vecna, call yeah. it, you know, 
you know, killed all the the other subjects the except for yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, and I hope that they're going to circle around to that because I don't want that to be an abandoned thread because that's a pretty big loose thread. When you focus an entire episode in its second season around this very pivotal character, yeah, just to pretty much make every other character like the other test subjects just as vital. And still not have her involved, referenced, named, nothing. Right. It just it's a it's a it's too big of a, a loose end to leave a loose end, even if by the end of the series. Right. So I'm hoping that they circle back to that because I think her her abilities, like and Eleven's abilities, I mean, she she shows the same abilities as Vecna, getting inside your mind, showing you your mm. worst nightmares. You know, and then, you know, so I think her and that dynamic with her and Eleven, I I think it would be cool to have Callie come back and, you know, have like almost like the the sister team up to take down Vecna in the end. Yeah. If it not be this season, if Vecna ends up being the overarching villain into the final season. Which I think he will. Which I think so, too. I I think think it makes the most sense. Yeah. You know, I, I would like to see that. If they don't, then it is what it is. But I feel like they have to at least acknowledge that open thread mm-hmm. before the series comes to an end. Yeah. That's my only gripe with the overarching series. But So my only gripe for this season, my actual gripe, was I, I felt originally and, and a little residual that the whole Eleven experimenting and getting her powers back type thing, like that whole thing is just sort of slow and sludgy and mundane, but it has an arc that pays off. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, like you made it worthwhile, but it was like, you got to experience the pain. Experiencing it was off. so exhaustingly painful. Yeah. Just like, cause it was on a, like, uh, it like was every like, time it'd go back to her. It's like, Oh, more of this. Like I got to sit here for 15, 20 minutes. Before we well, go it's back like to the, other kids. The, the story that they're telling with Eleven's plot is, the most vital of the Crucial. of the entire like it is yeah. literally the most vital but it's also it's not the most exciting because no. it's very dialogue and and uh narrative driven whereas yeah. you look at like what the other groups are doing it's more you know like uh you have the it's California exciting. crew they're on the road yeah. like they're you know cracking jokes and burying again, agents in a junkyard while Argyle writes on a pizza box right and then you have, you know, the other crew of Nancy, um, Steve. Doing their murder mystery. Yeah, and they're they're and the other kids are all Nancy doing a murder mystery. It. They're the ones dealing with Vecna pretty much face to face. And then you have the Russian storyline, which yeah. I think is the Russian aspect of it, I think is the most exciting part. I think I think that's the one that is the most That's the most heartfelt part. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, um, like, as we're, like, processing this, like, talking it out and processing it in real time, you know, then that, as I'm complaining about it and you bring up, you know, going through all that, it's like, no, that makes sense. Because, again, it's another situation where what you're upset about, what you're feeling, you realize, oh, yeah, this is another situation where they did their job properly and they made you feel what their – you experienced the character – she is like you're watching this and it's like what the fuck is going on? Well, she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. So how are so you supposed to? So neither should you. Yeah. And you can learn you're when getting she frustrated. Learns. She's getting frustrated cuz she doesn't understand why things are happening, why her memory's messed up. She's getting frustrated, she can't get her powers figured out. So as you're 
I don't know, like, I, like in retrospect, again, it's like, oh, yep, yeah, nope, they did that. Like, they made me feel the way I was supposed to feel. Even if I'm like, I don't want to be frustrated. Too fucking bad. You're experiencing the character and you don't even realize it. You're like, subjecting yourself to this. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fucking geniuses, man. It really is. Um, I give this season thus far. We like I said, we still have two episodes on July first, but I think this season, I would say it's probably, I would say a, I wanted to say a seven point five. I'm gonna go an eight. I'm gonna say an eight, mostly just because I love the fucking villain. I love, yeah, I love Vecna. I love Eddie. <laughs> I do. I can't wait to watch him shred his guitar in the upside down. Like that that scene that they show in the trailer. Yeah. Like where he's like on top of that bus just fucking shredding. Yeah. Like, um so I, I, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Um it's and, be fun. and I Eddie is is uh is great. Um Steve still is goaded. He Steve is the goat. He's the Tom Brady of the show. I don't care what anybody oh, says. Speaking of the upside down, we are learning more about that than we knew before. Um, the the time the time difference yep. that's important like there was a, a time freeze I guess yeah um, um, where they got to the Wheeler house and because Nancy's like I have guns in my closet and they get there and the last entry that they you know she finds out that they're in the past mm-hmm. by picking up her her diary. diary and the last entry she said was the day that Will went missing mm-hmm. and was it eighty three eighty three yeah it was like March of eighty three yeah so, so when, she's like we're in the past so and when she when Vecna first rifted from the upside down back into our reality it that's when they're that's when the upside down locked into a time mm-hmm. i guess where they're at so which is a nice layer of things i didn't it was one of those things where i didn't know i needed that and i'm but It'll now that i have it i'm, I'm pretty yeah i'm pretty stoked about it so yeah. i'm i'm very intrigued as to where the, this is all going i'm not so much looking forward to sitting through a finale it's two hours and 16 minutes long but I've sat through longer movies, so I mean, yeah, it is what it is. But I'm excited for it. And then one more season. We got these two episodes, and we get one more season before we get 25 spinoffs and <laughs> yeah, whatever. They're gonna Game of Thrones this shit, uh, man. Well, that stuff. A lot of that's getting canceled anyway, so maybe it'll. I know. That I think there's two of them that are still going about the house. Of- I just want them to give them another pro, like give them another project, and say, hey, just do your magic. And I want to see these two do a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Like, cool. if this season showed me anything, it's if they ever plan to do a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, give it to these two. Yeah. When, you know, Sean Levy's not writing a Deadpool movie. Right. But... Yeah, because please give us another Deadpool first. Yeah, and, and, then, like, and then, like, the Duffer Brothers and everything like that. Like, give them a fucking Nightmare on Elm Street movie, for cool. God's sakes. If this season has shown you anything, it's they can fucking do it. Yeah, because, like, I personally... Because he, Vecna is Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I I personally enjoyed the remake that they did with Jackie O'Haley. Is that his I, name? Yeah, Jackie O'Haley. R- Rorschach? I, <laughs> yeah, Rorschach. That's how I always remember him. I enjoyed it. Um, I can understand what people didn't like about it. I think the Its biggest, criticisms are very valid. Yes, I think the... Okay, like the two things that get called out the most... The, the most valid things to me is they called out he looks too much like a real burn victim. Which was their intent, mm-hmm. but people said that's too much. It's it is unsettling. It's triggering. Right. I can understand why that would make people not want to see it. And then the second one, which I don't personally care, but they were like, "Well, this isn't the Robert England Freddy Krueger we know." That's the point. Exactly. That's my response to that. It's like 
I get that. Well, this but Freddy, that's the fucking point. And this Freddy Krueger, like this this movie, was what the original was supposed to be. Right. And when, I think what you were just calling for, I think they would find that balance. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get it. You're used to this. We'll we'll ease you into this one. But they're not going to go full like these guys. I again, I think that what they were trying to do was similar to what Evil Dead did. Here's what you're used to. Here's this thing. You but know, here's our take on it. Here's our take on it. Um, but they didn't go hardcore realistic and with it, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they made it more, I don't know. I don't know what they did differently, but it works better than what they did. Again, I commend them for what they were trying to do, and I think that they almost did it. But critics were way too hard on them because they just, a little too far. A little yeah. too far because, the direction. Because, like, when, when Wes Craven wrote the original one, uh, after he had shopped it around in Hollywood for a while, and you know they um, New Line picked up Nightmare on Elm Street, it was it was very much that like yeah. the child predator thing. But that's what it was time, based on. Yeah, and genuine. At the, and at the time when it was happening, there was that big trial of like mm-hmm. the teachers, like you know, doing stuff to the kids, like very systematically, yeah. and you know everything like that. So Wes decided, you know, it was in bad taste. You right. know, so he he really kind of rewrote. Not necessarily rewrote, but kind of like wrote that aspect of it out to where rather than it being the forefront of why it happened, it was more subtext. Right. So, um, but this new one, or not the new one, I mean, it's like 11 years old now, it came out like 2010. Like the remake of it very much was like, no, we're not going to make it subtext. We're going to come out and say, this is why they fucking did it. And this yeah. is, you know. And again, I like that they were like, hey, let's do what Wes wanted. Let's, let's make was, the movie he wanted. And it's like, I commend him for it. It was ballsy. I'll give him that. Didn't land it just didn't. Yeah, and, but and, and it sucks. And I, I like I said, the 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 gripes and the criticisms for the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street are very valid. I get it because I have the same feelings. Yeah, but I can still watch the movie and enjoy it. I have like, yeah. yeah sometimes there's those. It's one of those movies where like I can be cynical about it while still also enjoying it mm-hmm. because I know what the movie is. Like, I can watch it and go, oh, my God, this is so fucking stupid. This is so, like, this scene is so dumb or this kill was so dumb. But at the same time, fuck it. Just have fun watching it. Yeah. It is what it is. Why not? Yeah. So that's all. That's all. I'll leave it at that. We're all almost, right. we're like an hour and 40 minutes. Hell yeah. All Let's right. Go. Well, we'll, we'll wrap it up for you guys. Um, thanks for being with us tonight if you were on chat. And uh, if you weren't and you're just listening to us later, whether it's... Uh, Tuesday that it was released or Wednesday of that week or Thursday of that week or a month or a year or five years from now. Um, if we're still doing chat or still on our discord, please join us. Uh, five years now we're going to be doing this via hologram Mm. in your living room via hologram naked. (laughs) No (laughs) naked. Okay. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, uh, the interaction is so much more fun. So uh, the more people we have in here, the more fun we have. So uh, tell all your friends, please. Uh, so until next time, I was Adam. I have been Ian. Haha. See ya. Bye. I want to give a shout out to you versus yesterday for the use of our theme song. Summer, let's make this forever. Off of their EP, Remember This. Nerd to your mother.